to Tandem Canon, the Gamer Freak podcast where Carl plays Canon, and where if loving you is wrong, I don't wanna be right. Okay, this is episode 46. Quit playing games with my heart. We'll stop. I'm over here jamming, and I'm like, Ugh, you like, yeah, get this kiss. Quit playing games. <laughs> Feelings. Where we will discuss love triangles, tragedies, and travesties in games. This is Tiffany. And this is Mia. Well, let's go straight into the talk from Teen Tandem. So, Mia, what have you been up to for gamer homework? Playing Overwatch and making uh, friends. Yeah. Which is really awesome. I finally got the team skins and I got the one for Dallas Fuel. I was like, this is pretty boss. Who did you choose it for? Farah, because she's my main. So, uh... yeah, it's been great. I've been kicking ass with Farah and like I got play of the game several times which was weird but I had some weird issues going on last night where I was glitching out bad and so finally I was like this is not working and then I got kicked out of the server entirely so so you're just like oh well that was my sign to just say fuck it yeah move on it's time to put it down for the night but (laughs) but (laughs) god stepping it's time for you to go to bed I don't want to and kick out you have adulting to do put this down but it was fun though I had a good time and unlocked some awesome loot leveled up a little bit so mm-hmm. I really can't complain and found some really awesome crews to work with so that was cool and then just playing Sims 4 <laughs> I was playing with the Pleasant family and making their lives living hell Daniel got the maid pregnant twice why not I've gotten so used to Sims 3 where when a Sim has a baby outside of marriage or they're not living together it still shows up in their family tree and stuff he got the maid knocked up and then she called like three days later hey so you have a daughter this is her name (laughs) you know i wish stuff like that had more of an impact because i felt like it really didn't and i didn't know if it was because of his traits because he's a non-committed dude and so he's just like all right whatever but Mm -hmm. i just wish that especially when it comes to cheating and stuff like that there were moods and things that affect your gameplay a little bit more if something like that had happened in the sims 2 it would have been all-out war whereas sims 4 it's just like oh well la 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 i was like dude you're not going to acknowledge that you have a baby no and he has baby number two on the way him and mary Kay. they actually got into a fight and everything it was bad and they got a divorce it hasn't really affected the kids they're just like they're in their own little world so i think if they don't actually see things happening it doesn't register at all but you would think that once mom and dad got a divorce that would impact them in some way and in sims 2 and 3 it would especially and so it's just like man i was hoping for a little bit more the drama is not as much fun with Sims 4, which is weird. That I did well, all that for with nothing. The, with as much as emotional gravity you have in the game, like literally you can die from a lot of emotion. So you would think it would be conveyed across a little bit stronger in Sims 4. There are some things that still do register. The night that they got the divorce or whatever, Mary Kay was in her bed. She was sad and understandably so. He yeah. didn't give a single solitary fuck. He was like, I'm free. Oh my God. Yay. And I'm like, dude, you got it's- babies. Like, I, I would not be celebrating if I were you because you about to pay that child support it's like that's why he's just like you need to get up out of this house yeah Bye. last time when i ended my playthrough he was about to move out and so i want to see what effect that has but i might have to find some really cool mods to juice the game up a little bit it's playable and working with a build mode especially is a lot nicer it's a lot easier to work with but in terms of actual solid gameplay it's kind of like eh. and then i forgot to mention too romantic garden stuff will be releasing soon in february wait man what yeah 
Yes. Why is this a thing? Yeah, and they just release laundry stuff, which really the biggest draw is having a washer and dryer. Which we could have in Sims 3 <laughs> just fine. Yeah. God bless the modding community of the Sims because they do incredible work. They nickel and dime you literally for everything. everything. Either you have stuff packs that have nothing to do with each other or it's just stuff that is just like, I paid all this money for this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the gameplay rings really hollow. So I miss the drama of Sims 2 where it's like, oh, if I cheated and I get caught, it's about get that to face go slap. down yes. and everybody and their mom is going to know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But what about you, Tiff? What have you been up to? I've just been kicking in with Destiny. The Iron Banner has gone up. Mm. But, of course, i probably not going to play because a lot of that is dependable on Crucible matches, which I suck at. I can definitely say that I will probably not be the carrier of said Iron Banner at all. The only thing I've been doing really is just been trying to get my Hunter leveled up. I still have not completed the story mode as of right now. I'm just trying to make sure... My my character is strong enough to go through and do that on her own. So I kind of left that to the wayside because I haven't really been able to play as much as I wanted to. But we have been able to play a couple of games together. Yeah. So for the umpteen time, we have picked back up Borderlands. Yes. <laughs> now that we've gotten our microphone squared away, we restarted Borderlands. And it seems like each time we start it, it starts to get a little bit easier, especially when you know what the hell you're doing. And especially once you get a character you're really, really good and familiar with. It makes it so much easier. And oh my gosh, we play with Mordecai and Lilith. Mm-hmm. And I swear, they are the most tough, loviest, talking shit people I have ever heard. Just to hear them cackling every time they get like, a critical hit. I'm like, oh, did that hurt? Um, the talk. shit that they talk. <laughs> or even when they're trying to administer aid to each other. Like kill all the characters or kill all the enemies to try and get a second wind. Or if your teammate comes over and heals you, say like, you need to get your ass up to that effect. She's like, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it that there was a gag five levels above. I'm sorry for wasting your time and trying not to die on you. But playing by yourself is really desolate and boring. A funner aspect to it, if you can have a posse, people pick up the slack being able to face enemies with you. But also just the commentary. I mean, you kind of need that because everyone else in that wasteland is kind of crazy. It always helps having backup. We've actually progressed farther than we ever have, which is awesome. And really getting into our, our specific roles and stuff. So mm-hmm. Tiff is being the bad ass honestly if you need a pep talk don't go to them because they will crush you (laughs) they will crush your dreams it's still really enjoyable especially with friends so Mm -hmm. it's like i can't wait for us to get through it and get to borderlands 2 i heard it's better than one so Mm -hmm. yay and then we also play katamari forever and we realized that katamari forever is not a fun game even with co-op it is still a chore we realized a lot of the mechanics have changed drastically from katamari damashi katamari forever is on ps3 there are parts of it that still retains that innate charm that you like about the series but the mechanics suck i don't know what they did but it's like they put a handicap on all of the things that made it so simple and easy to use just even going forward is a pain in the ass they have a co-op mode which is awesome so we're like yay and you have a certain time period but they really don't give you enough time to get adjusted to things and it's kind of confusing what is your next objective because you have to go back and forth between the regular king and what he wants and then you have robo king and doing what he wants it's not as fun as the earlier games 
games were. It's yeah. not really as intuitive, the controls. It was challenging the first two games, but it was still fun. It was easy to just jump in and really get involved. Even with me having to repeat levels of like 10 times, a bit more taxing. And a lot of times, a couple of them, you have a certain number of items you have to pick up. So by the time you do that, you don't really get to fulfill your entire, the centimeters that they're looking for. So it's like, how are you supposed to achieve it? With Katamari, you can only pick up smaller objects and work your way up from there to bigger objects. Games like that, you really don't want to do the walkthrough because it's a puzzle. So a lot of times you want to solve that puzzle on your own. It really just takes that enjoyment out of it. Even playing with co-op, that was a little bit of a chore. I also didn't like the fire and brimstone at the end if you fail. It was way too punishing of a game for something that should have been fun or that is yeah. supposed to be fun so it's yeah slight, it's supposed to be fun but slightly challenging and this is more challenging than before but in positive news we did play streets of rage together streets of rage 2 was the one we had played where we got to rescue skate's dad spoiler alert but it was a great throwback of classic beat-em-up games we actually played with characters we usually don't play with axel and what's the other dude's name t-hawk looking dude I mean, <laughs> he looked like Seahawks cousin. But that was really cool. Actually get to the end and beat the final boss. Yay! So I guess moving on to news. Pretty sure you've heard about Microsoft looking at buying EA possibly as well as Valve and PUBG. And I don't know, Tiff, what are your thoughts on this? Because it just seems like a weird sort of... (laughs) Halo, of course, has been like a pretty strong series over the last almost two decades, if you can believe that. I don't know how I feel about those two entities coming together. Will they actually come in there and actually improve what all has been going wrong with EA? And I'm sure this is probably contingent on how well Anthem might do. We also got news that Anthem got delayed back to 2019. Now, is the reason for the delay having to do with this bit of news with Microsoft? Or is it just because they just really want to make sure that they have a strong game coming out that's not a fuck up? I really hope it's the latter. And at least that's what it sounded like. Casey Hudson was on Twitter and stuff answering people's questions and Bioware is really committed to making the game as good as it can be and there's so much writing on this game that they can't afford to fail because I feel like if Anthem fails then that really is the death toll for Bioware and that will make me cry. They are committed to having very top-notch quality games and having a good player experience and so um, like they're being punished unnecessarily for the decisions of an overhead. Exactly yeah especially because EA gives no fucks and we know how they do with companies that in their minds don't live up to their standards but it's like it's your fucking decisions that are making these things happen they don't see it that way that's what sucks is that they don't see it that way yeah take fucking responsibility but I'm hoping that Anthem does well I want it to be amazing and flawless because they can't afford to half ass this one honestly this can't be another Mass Effect Andromeda if that's the case then they might as well close their doors because it's not going to be a good thing for them but since anthem is coming from bioware do you feel like anthem should be their next one to drop or should this have gone another subsidiary i don't know i think part of that too there's so many unknowns with anthem because that gameplay video that we got i don't feel like it's going to be fully indicative of what the game can actually do yet and i don't think it gives us a full picture of what the game is about and there's a lot of talk with dragon age 4 i'd rather they focus on that because it's something that they know something they're good at where you have a new IP that's being established, especially when everything with Mass Effect Andromeda, 
I'm getting the sense that Anthem is a game that Mass Effect Andromeda was supposed to be, maybe, but a little bit more, I don't know what's the term. For people who really love Mass Effect, the way that they approach Anthem, I think, will make or break them. So I just I, hate that this is like the thing that's being put onto Bioware. Between EA and Bioware, whether or not this succeeds, that's a tough thing to swallow. So I'm kind of glad that they're just like, you know what? Let's hide our cards for a minute. Seems like they had sacrificed their next generation of IPs like Mass Effect. It looks very promising. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Also, okay, if... Microsoft did not succeed in buying them. I can see them buying out PUBG, honestly, because it's doing massively successful right now. And it seems like that's within their wheelhouse. I can see them purchasing that and doing something kind of like what they do with Minecraft. But EA is such a complicated beast to tackle. You would think with all of them like shutting down the studios, they could have just sold them off. Like, could you imagine if... Microsoft had actually picked up Visceral. Oh my god. That would have been an idea. Oh my god. Because like a lot of people actually enjoy Dead Space and Microsoft already has pretty good track record with space related games. Why not have sold Visceral over to them or give that title IPs over to Microsoft? Like Mm -hmm. sell a little bit if you're that hurt for money. I don't know what those crazy people are thinking. So in other news, God of War is coming out on... (laughs) On um, 420, baby. Oh, Let my God. Up with Kratos. Wow. Yeah. Originally, from what I had heard, God of War was pushed back to December of this year. But actually, it's been moved up, and it looks like everybody's just like, okay, we've had you wait for, like, two years. It's time for this stuff to come out. So, God of War, for sure, is coming on 420, and I cannot wait. I have not watched anything with the, any kind of gameplay except for the trailers that was produced two years ago. I'm ready to go into this as cold as possible. That's smart. <laughs> That's very smart. And then Red Dead Redemption has been pushed back to October, which I'm actually happy about. Rockstar, we've talked about this. They are the tortoise and the hare when it comes to their development. So I'd rather it be delayed and be amazing than come out on time or early and then be subpar. Right. So I'll take it. That's fine. And it actually yeah. will help my wallet a little bit so definitely this is before the christmas push but that's pretty convenient for them also because a lot of people will be looking for this game by christmas time and also respect rockstar there was a lot of things that were not polished up to rockstar standards so they were gonna hold that game back until it did oh my gosh what a concept right all of their games have been really stellar so Mm -hmm. you know just a pattern i understand not all gaming developers have that luxury of time especially where money is involved but the quality speaks for itself it would be nice for other developers to take note and maybe follow their system like if it's not good don't release your game yet focus on what makes it good and it's interesting because this game will be coming out a little after five years after gta 5 had come out which is weird to think about so i'm looking forward to it we also went to go games 360 in dallas last weekend and we felt so bad because it turns out at the time there was regional pokemon championship tournament going on at the same time so a lot of their activities got sidelined for the pokemon tournament rooms that were supposed to be the big rooms for the outdoor activities got pushed to the side hallway because the bigger room was pretty much for pokemon tournament yeah maybe a thousand at least because we were surprised when we saw all these people god there's more people here than i thought it was gonna be yeah we didn't realize that the pokemon tournament and go games 360 is totally not the same thing so you felt so sorry for go games 
360 that kind of got pushed to the side. But we still had fun with what things we were able to do. Fortunately, all the things that was listed on the itinerary could not have done because of said Pokemon tournament, unfortunately. Yeah, the hotel kind of screwed them over and Very much. they didn't realize or find out what was going on until the last minute. But it was really cool. We played bubble soccer. Bumper car soccer. <laughs> something where soccer, you, yeah. You get into this plastic ball and wear it like a uncomfortable backpack anywhere between like three to maybe five people on each team and kick regular size soccer ball to these goals. If that particular room does not come out without having a hole in the wall, I'll be very surprised because it got aggressive up in there. But I'm about to have like three mini heart attacks right here. Heavy. It, it was, was 18 heavy. pounds. Like I can play regular soccer, but I can't do this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got stomped, <laughs> but it was fun for what it, it was. was. And then we played a couple of other games. It was fun for what it was. I just wish that they had gotten the full bottom floor like they were supposed to, but they were really cool and have other Go Games events in Laredo, Corpus Christi, Houston, too, and then Austin in October. So mm-hmm. definitely go check them out. Tell them that we sent you and go mm-hmm. hang out and have fun. So, Tiff. Are you ready to level up? Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Let's do this. Woohoo! Let's level up! Okay. So for today's tandem topic tea time, we're going to talk about the type of romance that just goes all kinds of wrong Mm -hmm. from tragedies to triangles triangles. to just some of those romances that just didn't work for various reasons. Why was that even a thing? One of the things that video games does very well is show us the good and bad of being in a relationship. And definitely the ugly. I guess I'll start with Bioware. (laughs) Yeah. Bioware is known best for romance. Mm. A lot of their games have strong romance options for you to choose in their vast library. Unfortunately, like you can pick whoever you want to, but there's always going to be that one person or 12 that gets left (laughs) behind on your decision. And then some cases you can pick multiple people but at some point you have to make a decision and uh don't really really wrap this up yeah so you have to make a decision like who's it gonna be or you can choose to be by yourself but nobody does romance the way bioware does so of course we had to start off with my favorite mass effect it is a necessary mention yeah come on commander shepherd or even Ryder, i guess to a certain extent Mm -hmm. you could pair them up with a wide range of teammates within the whole trilogy and then also with Andromeda. There are some people that are meant to be in relationships with. Mm. Some people that you can just be fuck buddies honestly. Friends with benefits. And then there are people that stay away like the plague. But you decide to get a little too happy and you try to play several of them at some point. You become like a Daniel Pleasant. That could backfire you. The only difference is you won't get thrown out of an airlock. Luckily because you're Commander fucking Shepard. I was about to say you're Commander (laughs) of the ship. I dare you to throw me out of the lot. Yeah, especially if you're a renegade, that would have been an awesome option. <laughs> no fucks given. That- During the first game, depending on if you're male or female, you have Caden and Ashley and Liara. Mass Effect 2, the option of being with Jacob, Garrus, Tally. Oh gosh, so many characters. Morinth, if you decide that you want to go that route, it's not going to end well for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> You can go for it. Yeah. And if you did end up romancing Liara or Caden or Ashley, those relationships definitely get tested during the second part. And it would have been nice to have a stable relationship with them that continued throughout Mass Effect 2. And then during 3... It opens up even more options because you have relationships, casual flings with people. In the case of some people, you have 
<laughs> awkward hookups that never should have happened. And there's a lot of really cringy sort of relationships in Mass Effect 3 that I'm just like, really, guys? Right like being bottom of the barrel, it seems yeah, like. we're closing out the trilogy. Like, the relationships that you carry over from previous games, those are done very well. But it's the casual hookups and the randomness because you have Samantha Trainer, who's awesome and I love her to pieces. Diana Allers, the journalist, I did not like her. Yeah, it was just awkward. Mm-hmm. James, awkward. So there's just a couple of things that if you're doing a Mass Effect trilogy, just choose carefully. Choose and screw responsibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to just have casual sex with people, that's your business. You're grown. But right. given the way that this trilogy is set up, it makes a lot more sense to choose somebody that is going to be ride or die with you until the very end. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make what you do count, if that makes sense. So, Tiff, you had anything to add? I didn't really get to play Jade Empire, but I know there was a couple of options. There was this love triangle if you're playing as a male counterpart. You could romance Silk Fox. Yeah. And I forgot the dude's name. That's terrible. He was just... Sexual chocolate. There you go. And he's not sexual <laughs> chocolate. He's more like Wonder Bread. Something. Wonder oh, Tofu. Oh. Tofu has no flavor. He's tofu. Wonder Tofu. <laughs> he just didn't really grab me. I was like, dude, I've been with Garrus. What do you got to bring to the table? It's <laughs> like, you ain't got nothing. You're right. You know what? I got this by myself. We're cool. He's just boring. <laughs> I can't remember his name. That just makes me sad. But technically, you could have love triangle with them. I don't know if anything really resulted from it, but that was kind of the beginning stages of exploring some of those options. I haven't gotten far enough in Knights of the Old Republic to talk about those yet, but I can't wait to get to that point. Your love options in Jade Empire a little bit limited than they are in Mass Effect but depending on who you chose they're not as problematic maybe as some of the other ones but also we had Dragon Age kind of the same concept we've only played Dragon Age Origins so that's what most of our knowledge is limited to but apparently there's so many people that you could end up with like Leilana and Alistair Morgan you know you don't kill them off there's so many ways that Dragon Age could go wrong in terms of relationships it's like I don't know you slice Ah. yeah i was like first of all you straight up attacked me and you want me to give you mercy like you try to kill me and my people you gotta die oh shit oh that shit um so sorry not sorry apparently it was not gonna end well for us anyway it was not meant to be so (laughs) moral of the story if you're gonna play a bioware game do not base your real life relationships off of what you do in a Bioware (laughs) game. You will fuck up your entire existence, your entire life, and possibly your credit. So there are some real genuine romances in these games. It's just that you have to really work for it and you have to kind of have a decent head on your shoulders about, okay, what is it that I want out of this relationship with my specific character? Which relationship works best for me? And there are some that are just not going to work. So what else did you have, Tiff? We cannot think about love triangles without mentioning Final Fantasy VII. Of course, there is a lot more love triangles when it comes to this group, especially the further and further you get into the lore and the additional movies and stuff like that. But just pertain to its own current core, talking about Cloud with Tifa and Aerith. Cloud was a childhood friend of Tifa, so they've known each other, have that kind of rapport since then. He comes back around so they can take care of Sephiroth, who's just gone bullshit crazy. So along the way, they also meet this flower girl named Aerith and Cloud is killing her and almost wants to like ask her out on a date and she goes off to the city to pray over to go and follow her but of course that's when Severoth unfortunately dusts the sword through the stomach. So essentially with that love triangle it kind of cancels his own self because you know the choice was taken away from who Cloud 
would have chosen in the end. I also had just now learned that when it came to development, they were going to decide on who was going to die. But it was going to be between Aerith and Barrett. And I think they definitely made the right choice, even if it's unfortunate, because her death had such a reaction and impact that I don't think Barrett would have had the same. So it's just unfortunate for Cloud that he still retains that guilt. He was not there to save her in time, amongst other things that turns him into Mopey Miss Moperton. It had its finality, but not in the way that you would think it would be. It didn't get any traction. Mm-mm. See you at the cross. <laughs> <laughs> You would be lonely. Yeah. What else you got? I had to put Cole and Elsa from L.A. Noir because Cole ends up sacrificing his entire career and his marriage for this woman. He ends up cheating with her. Not um, a good idea. And loses his position. All that climbing that he did and he got knocked right back down to the bottom. So it was just like, bruh, like, was it worth it? You had a pretty decent career. You had a good life. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of mention of his relationship with his wife and kind of how that apparently was. apparently it was nothing because we hardly ever heard of her and then all of a sudden elsa comes in the picture and i felt like part of that was because cole has this hero complex and he wants to save and rescue these damaged women and stuff like that and so i think that was part of the attraction but yeah i was like dude there's so many issues going on with this what are yeah, you doing yeah. you sacrifice your whole career that you've worked hard for i didn't really get to finish the game but doesn't he in the end yeah like essentially there is no rebounding for cole so once he's in the gutter that's it that's pretty much a done deal or the sewer oops i'm sorry too soon it just came up here and just snatched him when he starts his backward slide there is no turning back for him so yeah it ended not only his marriage his career but ultimately his life so it's just like man was it worth it nope just the start of the end it never is playing the hero got him in trouble yeah, so don't cheat. Otherwise, you'll get washed away in a storm drain. Yeah. Or on a bad episode, cheaters. <laughs> Bitch, I thought you loved me. <laughs> what else did you have? Heavy Rain. Now, Ethan has a couple of relationships. One with his wife that unfortunately did not succeed past the tragedy of losing their oldest son. Jason! Jason! So essentially moving past that, as he's trying to recover his other one, Sean! He runs into Madison, and what is the best way to get through your grief? Well, you just bone people. And not only is it one of the most awkward love scenes you will ever see in video games, people deal with grief differently, but it's just like, why don't you find your child first and then proceed with the relationship? But it just seems like their relationship was built out of pure dysfunction. After the son is rescued, how do you even... Mm-hmm. go from there it's not like he just turned to her it's like you want to go to ihop i mean we're kind of past that so how do you go from there it wasn't guaranteed that they were actually gonna find sean either so especially if he ended up dying in the end anyway or madison died that could fuck up the whole Aspect relationship so um we didn't get your son but we boned so what are we where is this going how can you go past that and it doesn't help that by the time the start of the game after the big tragedy in the beginning happens that you know no, Ethan is already morose and talking to therapists, letting himself go because, you know, life sucks and grief sucks. And I get that. But their poor relationship didn't really have a chance to exceed out of that. What is the second date going to be like? Yeah, maybe he thought he was going to lose his penis, too. So he's like, well, might as well get it might in. Might as well go I use it. it. <laughs> I already cut off my damn finger. Shit. He even used that finger for her. Oh, never mind. Oh, we're like, in our real quick. Okay. Oh, please. Y'all know what we up to. Y'all know what this was. But go find your child and then bone. 
whoever the fuck you want, but take care of your kid first. Put your dick back in. Worry about that. <laughs> Zip your pants back up, sir. Another thing is sleeping dogs. Man, it seemed like Way was going to get with all of these women to go out on dates with them, but after you go off with one date with them, you don't really see them again. They vanish after one or two dates. His love life kind of gets lost in the haze as he's pursuing the truth before you get along in Hong Kong. He's just doomed to be single. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not wrong that I would admire that, but it doesn't seem like any of the romances really go anywhere. They really don't. And the sad thing is, too, there are some romances that don't actually unlock until you've dated someone else. And so you can get to a point where you're dating two other women, but it'll backfire. They do find out and they'll break up with you. Or in the case of Tiffany. Wasn't she the chick at the club? Was that her? Yeah, she was the karaoke mistress. Yeah. That didn't work out so well because it turned out she was fucking other people on the side and yeah that created a lot of problems so way is not meant to be in a relationship if you especially if you're a cop you're mm-hmm. undercover there's so many different things that they could spill your information he's part of a triad that's not stable he was just good just to have fuck buddies could you imagine he was trying to get that deep or impart information to tiffany oh she would have like exploit the hell out of him oh yeah especially because of her connections and where she works she's not in a safe environment at all I was kind of disappointed with Amanda's relationship because it seemed like yes. something was they were really building them up and then nothing else ever happened. We never heard from her again. It seemed like there was a big build up for that. They just had this little romantic tour around Hong Kong. What was the point of really having these relationships? But I guess maybe in the long run, they were serving a purpose to unlock something or to do something. Yeah. But it just didn't seem like you needed to have these quote unquote dates in order to show that. We could have just had a straight thing like, you need to go and take pictures at these certain points around town. So I hate a lot of them were essentially wasted in a certain way, but I would have been okay with him just be single because he couldn't really offer anybody fully himself while he was dealing with inner turmoil with himself. But if we ever got Sleeping Dogs 2 where it either resumed with Way or we hear about Way, sure, I would like to hear if he was able to kick it with somebody a little bit more seriously. But also a tragedy with poor Peggy and Winston. Man. And the love that did not get to be because of bitch asses. Assholes. Yeah. But all you had to do was just let them get married. Damn. I know. They didn't even make it down the freaking aisle. Nope. That aisle was blood red, boy. Woo. Completely. It's a tragedy because you started to see Winston grow up and he had to deal with rats in his clique, but he trusted Way as a brother was like, hey, something happened to me. Take care of my girl, please. It was just too late to change that fate. But man, that's just the most tragic thing. Neither one of them had survived. Sleeping Dogs did such a good job developing these characters and giving them some depth the time that you had spent both with peggy and winston it just made it worse but another one we had was gta 5 with trevor and pretty much anybody but more specifically patricia madrazo who was the wife of the guy that they were robbing all these banks for to pay off michael's debt there were so many things fucked up with this relationship the fact that trevor is in it that he's number one (laughs) anytime trevor's added as an equation to anything you know that it's going to be bad but this whole sort of Stockholm Syndrome thing that happened between them where they were in legitimate love. I kind of felt sorry for them because it sounded like he was genuine. Like he really did care about this woman. But at the same time it's Trevor. Yeah. And honestly like he would make a sack of ham his girlfriend if he could do it. But he would treat that sack of ham with such love and respect Mm -hmm. (laughs) beyond. But it was just very sick because he's the wife of this big time mob boss who has all these connections and money and stuff they kidnap her and then trevor falls in love with her which i'm just like this 
is the most fucked up mission. What is happening? Which just says a lot, given how messed up GTA 5 is in general. Um, or GTA, period. Yeah. Or, oh my god, Trevor and his taste in women is very questionable. We had his introduction with Ashley. Get a little spiritual up in here in the beginning. And then, what was that lady's name? The really angry psycho one that was on the bike. And he's like, girl, I love you, girl. And all intense. And I forget, but... Yeah, she sounded like she was about to rip his balls off on sight. So Trevor's not one to be trusted when it comes to relationships. And the fact that he found someone who was a little bit off, to say the least, to return his affection was a little bit scary. If this were any... The world is not ready for that. No, if it were like any other character in this situation, it would have been kind of, oh, she fell in love with her kidnapper and they've like legitimately fall in love. It's a little bit mm-hmm. sketchy, but this is Trevor. Yeah, Trevor is like... He's not even to bless your heart because there's not enough blessings in this world. If I can wash this is clean, that is Trevor. He's dedicated to the cause. Good Lord. He's scary. He's I would not want to catch him in an alley or in public. Yeah. Or period. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of unhealthy relationships, we had to get to the mother or the precursor to this. GTA San Andreas with CJ and Catalina. Straight up off popping crazy. Now, <laughs> CJ, a lot of his relationships already are not healthy to begin with. Denise was crazy. That chick that always had hers parked in her driveway. Didn't she work at the hospital? I mean, even CJ's just like, what the hell? But he still it's, dated her ass anyway. Still so. dated it. Because he's just like, ooh, coffee. That's what he was thinking about. Coffee. Go to Starbucks if you want some fucking coffee. <laughs> you get killed behind these dumb women. Yeah, GTA, you need to do better when it comes to writing women. I'm sorry. We got to stop agree. with the women being crazy. Catalina could handle her own shit. She, she just was enough for CJ to duck and run but she was legitimately crazy and i'm like why are you with her why are you screwing her run she literally scares the pee out of your pants like what is going on i'm surprised you still have a i won't say it i won't say it's too hard well she threatened to cut it off how many times i know but i was just saying that her huh probably was gonna do it (laughs) claptrap the shenanigans and the shit she has him go and do, not necessarily to prove his love, because he did not love her, but just to prove dedication and that he was in it to win it, was beyond nuts. Didn't they have still a truck mm-hmm. or some bullshit like that? He did a a lot of really silly stuff on her behalf. And honestly, he sounds like her love slave. Kalina, stop! Stupid! No, no. How about you get in your stolen car and get the fuck up out of there? That's all all you had to do. All the women in Los Santos and you picked that one. I just don't understand. Men, explain yourselves, please. She left with Clyde, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. GTA 3, yeah. Because she's like, you're not enough of a man for me. I don't need you in my life. I'm going to go off with my new lover. No. Good riddance to bad rubbish because bitch, you, you crazy. crazy. Yeah, you are crazy. Like, I don't like using that word, but she was crazy. She needed uh, to go. If not, CJ would have ended up in a river somewhere. So, again, abusive relationships. Not all sex is worth it. Pick your partners carefully. I about to say, work condoms, double bag. Yeah, and have a getaway bag just in case because you never know. And bring your own. Don't leave <laughs> me there. Might poke some holes through that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of poking holes. <laughs> Um, how about The Sims? Especially The Sims 2 Pleasant View where everybody is in there to smash everybody. Especially between Daniel and Mary Kay Pleasant and Don Lath- 
Rosario and the Caliente sisters and the maids and, and Mortimer Goth. Everybody's in on this whoring and gold digging trifecta. Mm-hmm. So much drama. Very it's much. like beautiful though. But Sims 2 was great at making dysfunctional people and dysfunctional relationships mm-hmm. and capturing the essence of what it means to be human and it's dysfunction. Talk about Daniel Pleasant knocking up the maid or mm-hmm. getting with the maid and treating his family like shit and treating Mary Kay like shit and they were clearly in a loveless relationship but I guess mm-hmm. they were staying together for the children <laughs> it just wasn't working they would have been better off just getting a divorce flat out that's um, right funny thing is if you do actually play as a Pleasance and you do end up getting the divorce Mary Kay is much happier she's oh, getting definitely. her coins she's taking care of her babies she's good all is right with the world but Daniel was a jackass because he didn't give a single fuck about what he was doing he really didn't all he wanted to do was just abuse and mistreat his wife and his kids and lots of preferential treatment lots of favoritism blatantly and then don lothario (laughs) his name speaks for itself but it's like dude can you just keep it in he's ruining dina dina was up there trying to get all nice and sweet with mortimer goth there was a love triangle there of course don lothario was up there hollering at cassandra goth too that was more like an octagon i'm sorry it sounds like one of my korean dramas pretty much you have to do your own freaking billboard to keep track on who was like sleeping with who and what and it doesn't help that cassandra goth and darren dreamer is kind of like sweet on her too so it's like is there no one in this town that's not connected to somebody it seems too close to freaking incest too close yeah this is um, so weird half of y'all should not be marrying y'all should not even be looking at each other having kids by each other just wrap this shit up in fact Don, you go move away please do that wow sims are wonderful for drama but don't model your life after them at all I mean, that's, that is the preset drama walking into all that dysfunction as soon as you start the game when you first play with the pleasants daniel's already kissing up on the maid and wanting to take her to bed i didn't even tell him to do that but Mm-mm. that's his character trait it's just weird when it's already built in drama it has that sense you know i'm just gonna put like a stop to all this shit <laughs> good thing i don't have stds in this game should have done that there's a mod for that. There's a mod for everything. Love mm-hmm. you, Sims. Yep. Oh, goodness. So another one we had to include, of course, was the Assassin's Creed series, because as we've discussed before, assassins don't seem to have very good love lives. I mm-hmm. think it's just in their contract, whenever they become an assassin, they have to forfeit having a happy life or a happy right. relationship. Of course, we saw it with Altair losing Maria in the worst way possible with the Apple mm-hmm. of Eden, trying to get over that. And then Maria losing Giovanni. Like, I I'm just so heartbroken reading this list now because I'm like, y'all were meant to be. Y'all were right or die. Just like <laughs> completely and just to lose over some backstabbing bullshit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are unfortunately over backstabbing bullshit. Usually what happens is once you sign for assassins, it's kind of like doing a contract with the Illuminati. You have to sacrifice something. Most of the time it's something you don't want. The law of equivalent exchange that they talk about in Full Metal Alchemist because this is some mm-hmm. bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> but Blood for blood. I didn't agree to that. It's like, yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. Also, one of the most heartbreaking scenes for me was Ezio losing Christina. Christina was not his because she was already married by that time. But of course, he always had like a carry the torch for her because with the life that he was leading at that time, he had nothing to offer her. And so he rather had her be safely married to someone else. But in the long run, that still didn't even work out in favor to keep her protected. Mm-hmm. He still ended up 
losing her anyway. Oh my god, can you stop right now? My emotions cannot take this. Because you always wonder from AC2 to Macy Brotherhood what all happened to Christina and if it was a possibility for them to hook back up. And of course, that was a big rousing hell Hell no. no. Emotions, what is that? And to a certain extent, it gets you eye rolls. But from the standpoint of Arno, him losing Elise, even though she got into a ton of trouble though. She did some stupid stuff. Biggest issue with assassins, these people were the love of their lives. And so it holds a specific meaning for them when it's bad enough to lose a family member or one of your close friends. But this is a person that had everything been normal, they would have been together forever. Mm-hmm. You can't really come back from that. We talked about Ezio and why it took so long for him to finally move on and then get married later in life. But this is heartbreaking. You ready to move on? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> no, you're not. Never no. good. That's allergies. Stop that sniffling. Stop it. Anyway, I was also thinking about Uncharted. Uncharted has been a gradual build of romance, especially between Nathan Drake and Elena Fisher. Elena had been in game number one, but you find out get the start of number two that they're not together and it seems like that's the common scope of a lot of the started games like they are not together resuming this drama on a later date Mm -hmm. but we are introduced to this new character Chloe Frazier and you also find out that her and Nathan had a little bit of a romantic history and they even bone in number two you don't get to see the graphic scene but you see that introduction of a character that is introduced into this love triangle until while they're running about they run into Elena and her camera dude as they're filming recording and she has this most classic line when she's introducing herself to Chloe. She's like, Elena Fisher, last year's model. You are never last year's oh, model. Because damn. they take it all in stride. Also proof for Uncharted 2 was Nathan's natural choice of who he actually does choose to be with. And that is Elena. So, unfortunately, you find out in number three, even though they're married, they're separated, essentially. But then they're able to mend back together. So, it's nice to see that natural progression of who truly means the most to him and the choice was not taken out of his hands and how Chloe eventually just walks out of their lives and lets them be alone at the end because she sees that he had clearly made his choice. So I think she's mature enough to do that. Some people don't take a hint. So It took him a whole game to do that, but at least it was a natural progression. It's like, oh, now I'm realizing why I cared about you. And maybe by that time when we had left off before, I was not ready for that commitment. But now I'm realizing, especially like if you're going through all kinds of things, it really puts a highlight on how you feel about people Mm -hmm. it really does true so next up we had to include mario yeah um, yeah i just feel bad for him your princess is in another castle motherfucker well, a lot of people don't even realize that mario had a love interest before princess toastu even though princess toastu kind of does not give him a time of day just come rescue me yeah Seventeenth time, yay! Nothing better to do with your time. Nothing. He apparently traded up from Pauline to Princess Peach. So there's that, and we didn't even talk about the whole relationship dynamics between Peach, Mario, and Bowser, and how that's been ongoing for years. (laughs) There's so many things wrong with this. It is. I'm secretly thinking she likes to get kidnapped at this rate. They even went as far for in Mario Odyssey that there was going to be a wedding this time. But I was just like, no, seriously, I'm trying to pull a ring off. No, you're gross. <laughs> Go away. But at the same time, I can't say I wish that there was further progress with their relationship. We get that y'all are together, but it doesn't have to be shown to be appreciated. We're just moving on from that one because <laughs> it's been how many years? I still don't understand the dynamics of their relationship. It's just fucking weird. 
Peach might have a bestiality sort of thing going on with Bowser. Right. And I'm, Stockholm Syndrome on top of that. I'm not trying to like, get into that. Yeah, that's a whole other episode for another time. Also, I want to like briefly talk about God of War. Kratos was a married man as he was sloshing through the entire backside, front side, and all the other sides of Greece. When he decided to take up this mantle and be pretty much a war machine, appreciating being this man of war, his wife did not approve of. But he got tricked by Ares by coming into a temple dedicated to Athena and immediately started cutting down people but did not realize cloaked in darkness and that it was his wife and child that he just slaughtered as he walked through the door. And unfortunately for that, it was Ares' trick to make him a hardened man of war so that he had no other incentives to be a family man. He can just be all about war. And then Kratos after that was like, no, dude, I'm good. You just had me slaughter my wife and child. I'm about to stab you in the eyes. So, fortunately for Kratos, he loses out on that aspect of being with his wife and child, at least on this plane. Yeah. So definitely, if you just go about looking for bloodshed, you may have a really bad day permanently when you're forced to kill your wife and child without you knowing about it. Damn. And then the whole white skin, their ashes and stuff like that, and have to wear that for life. And it's like, no wonder he goes on a killing spree. So you had me do what? Hold on. I'll be right back. Hold my mirth. Hold my beer. I'm about to cut a bitch. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> Last but not least, we had to talk about Agents of Mayhem because yeah. I want to say at least half of the characters in Agents of Mayhem are dating each other. And that causes a little bit of issues because when you have a team of people that can pretty much level several city blocks in a matter of seconds, and a lot of these people are highly dysfunctional in several ways, it does not make sense for them to be dating. For example, Daisy the roller derby chick she's dating Hollywood which honestly makes no sense to me because he is a self-absorbed buffoon I um, like Johnny Cage actually he reminds me of Josh Burke I was really surprised they didn't make Josh Burke in the game I play that's Not- probably his cousin Oh, God. But they're dating. Red Card and Fortune are apparently dating. And Red Card is this big soccer fan. And he can start riots. He's a little bit out there. Fortune's a pirate. She's awesome. I love her. But she's a master thief. Braddock and Persephone's assistant are dating. But there's a big age gap between them. And it's like, that's kind of creepy because she's like only 19. I I feel very uncomfortable about this. Braddock, she is in her 30s. She's in her early 30s. I was like, "Mm, yay for the representation. But can we age her like two years? Like age her up five years. Like we had to make her established as she's like grown, grown. And yeah, there's a lot of really dysfunctional relationships happening that it's like y'all should not be dating. First of all, you don't date people you work with ever. It never turns out well. But you have it a really bunch doesn't. of people that can cause all this chaos and kill each other. Why would you want to date each other? That makes no sense. And the people mm-hmm. that they're dating, y'all don't know how to ship people. I can fix it. Let me rearrange that. <laughs> like, who came up with that concept? I don't know. But Daisy by herself is a wrecking ball. She does not do well with alcohol. You'll find out some of her missions, the things that she gets up to when she's drunk. And it's not a pretty sight. So mm-hmm. she's a handful. So. No, none of y'all need to be involved with each other ever. Mm-mm. You don't need to be in relationships ever. Keeping that one out there. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tiff, are you ready to spin the wheel? Let's spin it. Woo-woo! All right, 
so for this week's Wheel of Random Tandem, let's talk about ships that you were hoping would set sail, but got blown up in the harbor. I chose Desmond and Lucy from Assassin's Creed. Because especially when Assassin's Creed 2 was picking up and you saw how freaking badass Lucy was, there was a potential there, the little spark of hope. They kind of quipped together. So it's like, oh, hey, this might actually turn into a beautiful friendship. Hell fucking no. <laughs> 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 By the end of Brotherhood, you already know that it was Minerva, right? That had him stab her through the fucking stomach. And so that ended all hopes for that. Even though we had to wait. At this point, I was okay with waiting the entire year to get to that one. Because it's like, it's a cliffhanger. Did she live? Is she going to be okay? What was going to happen? Yeah. And you find out. No, she didn't survive. She's buried somewhere in Italy. I just hate that such a tragedy was dealt with and obliterated before it even had the chance to blossom into something. There's countless fan fiction about them <laughs> that didn't even get off the ground or because of it. I just really wish that they were able to explore more for, of Desmond and Lucy in that aspect and especially since they already had great chemistry together and especially when you find out that she was, as far as we had known, was an assassin and was in it for the cause. Probably would have been a cooler dynamic once you find out the whole scope that she was actually playing a double agent herself and see how they would have reacted to that or mm-hmm. how that would have evolved if she had lived. But even still, that shocker at the end was pretty breathtaking. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget it as long as I live. What the fuck is going on? Exactly. <laughs> Each end of Assassin's Creed, especially during that time, it's like, what the fuck? What did I just play? So, R.I.P. both of y'all. Even if she was to live during that time, after Assassin's Creed 3, it didn't matter anyway. At least they're together now. Kicking ass in Assassin heaven. Okay, Okay, move on to something else. I'm getting too sad. Sorry, sorry. I had to choose Commander Shepard and James from Mass Effect 3. And I was really upset with how this kind of worked out because they had a lot of chemistry. And James, other than maybe like Garrus perhaps, was one of the only characters that seemed to understand exactly what she had been going through. He had all these doubts about joining the N7 program and she had kind of become his mentor slash confidant and their conversations it seemed like were much more intimate in scope they had a lot of experiences in common everything that happened with fell prime and the aftermath of that and being one of the only survivors to make it and if your shepherd is a sole survivor they have that dynamic going for them so there's a lot of similarities between them in terms of their background and their mm-hmm. skill set but i like james i like the machismo a little bit because he was all talk and everything but you found out that there was all these vulnerabilities to him and insecurities he's good enough to join n7 that he was invited to do it so clearly he has a good head on his shoulders He has good leadership skills and he's taken out some of that anger on the field where he makes some reckless decisions in the first part of the game. But then him and Shepard, they kind of fight it out or talk it out. And there's a lot of flirting that's going on. So it's like, oh, okay. All right. So, Mm -hmm. so Garrus has a little competition. Just time it. Let's see what's going on here. And during the Citadel DLC, you do get the option of hooking up with James, but I don't like the way it was executed because Mm -hmm. it was creepy as shit because... Mm -hmm. Clearly, Shepard has a real interest in James. And she's like, why don't you drink a little? It might loosen you up. Let's smash. Yeah. I did not like that at all. And so throughout the whole night, if you choose that route, she's constantly, oh, you should have a drink. You should drink. And it's like, no, that's not how you set Um, up a meaningful, a lot of his insecurities about them getting together. Number one, he looks up to Shepard. He worships Shepard. And so there's a certain amount of respect. And being military and all that, he doesn't want to cross those boundaries. Like, 
he really does respect Shepard for being a badass hero, a good leader, all those things. But she's his commander. You know, it crosses some weird lines there, that fraternizing sort of thing. He's just like, uh, I don't know if I think if they were on the same level, he would be mm. OK with it. But the fact that she's done so much, I mean, she's saved the Citadel. She's fought off collectors and shit like she's done all these amazing things. How does he level up to that? How does he compare himself to that? How does he make himself good enough for her? And he hasn't been there since the beginning. So it's not like with Garrus where he has this history of being in the trenches with her and stuff. But the fact that she kept trying to get him to drink and was just being very creepy and gross about it. It left a really bad taste in my mouth because it took something that was really promising and made it gross. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why Mass Effect 3, especially relationships, they didn't really do those very well unless it was an established character that you had an ongoing relationship from a previous game. The new people that they added that you could have relationship with, most of them were not done very well. It was just kind Mm -hmm. of sleazy and gross. And you can have a one night stand, but it doesn't go as well as it should be. It's not like, let's use this as a foundation for other things and move on from there. It's you coerced him into drinking and sleeping with you. And it wasn't from a good place of mutual respect and affection for each other. You, yeah, y'all it's like there's one chance I could have smashed, like we smashed mutually and mm-hmm. pretty much took that choice away from him. Yeah, really. He didn't want to do it. That whole arc was written terribly and in a better writer's hands. Even if all they did was have one night stand, I felt like it would have been a place of, okay, let's just get these feelings out. We I might like not see one each shot. Other. Yeah, they're grown. There are some people that you're just meant to smash with once and move on. There are some people that are meant to be relationships, but the mm-hmm. way that they executed it was gross and I just didn't like it. So I wish they had reworked it because everything up to that was solid and I like where their relationship was heading, but then that happened. That's the only part of the Citadel DLC I did not like was that. So yeah. Mm. So Tiff, do we have any final thoughts? That socials though, the Twitter, the Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Tumblr. And also go and check out the brand new website. I mean, <gasps> I kind of did an okay job of the upgrade. So oh come on, gosh. go give us some kudos. Yeah, that's so awesome. Tiff mm-hmm. has been working her butt off. So yeah, please go check us out. Subscribe, do all the things, follow us, especially on iTunes. So that way you know when the new episodes get posted and released. Mm-hmm. As for new followers, we have several on Twitter, Beta Shades. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. GapuCon, the gaming crews that we talked about last episode, they followed us. Like, Yay! And then Cami Fam, welcome. Thank you for following us. We hope we don't scare you away, but if you've been here for a while, you're in the Still trenches no now. Still no promises. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we got, Tiff? For commenters, we have Halo Tunes, Callie K, Kevin from Toyach, and Let's Play Gaming Expo. Awesome. And for special shoutouts, we have Wenbin Fong. He is the CEO of a podcast search engine called Listen Notes, mm-hmm. and he contacted us. He's like, hey, you guys are on my thing. I just want to reach out to y'all to get feedback and yeah all of our episodes if you follow multiple podcasts or you follow them through an rss feed you can find our podcast and other podcasts on there it's like google but for podcast searching so neat and it's awesome i was like this is this is pretty cool so mm-hmm. yeah way to go how about your pyt for this week <laughs> my pyt is sailor J. I don't know if you've seen her videos but she, yes she is awesome she does make 
makeup tutorials, but her recent videos have been about Hogwarts houses. She did one on how to be a Hufflepuff while doing her makeup, and it is hilarious. She's done Hufflepuff and I think Slytherin, yes. and I'm still waiting on the other two, but she does makeup tutorials. She talks about books. Yes. She's a giant nerd, hilarious, and very dramatic, and go check her out. Go do the thing. So go what about you two? I chose Retro sfx.com they take old school either nintendo or atari video game sounds and impose them over movies case in point they did the nes game kung fu over karate kid at the end at the tournament they did the original ninja turtles from 1990 they did street fighter noises over street fighter stuff like that so it's definitely a cool retro thing to see what this would have sounded like if any of the sounds that we're familiar with so yeah it's great. Yay! And then as always, we have our events. First event coming up is Women of WonderCon March 10th in Dallas as well as AllCon! March 15th through the 18th in Addison, Texas. Definitely sign up for that because it's much fun. It's the biz. Yeah. yeah. And then Fan Expo Dallas. Holy shit. We lit shit. Yes. It's gonna be April 6th through the 8th. We found out Jeff Goldblum is gonna be here. Holy shit. Yes. Dr. Malcolm, come take me away. He's so fine. <laughs> like, what? How is this secret? I'm okay. A little thirsty right now. Uh, <laughs> I see that. And then we have TCC, South Campus Anime and Gaming Expo, April 14th in Fort Worth. Definitely check it out. It's free. You can sign up on Eventbrite. And lastly, Let's Play Gaming Expo, July 27th through the 29th in Irving. So, yo. So, the next episode will be coming out on February 25th. So, until then, everybody stay game-tastic, game-responsive and stop passing drinks in the Citadel. Yes, and wrap it up. You're wrap it up. <laughs> and, and avoid Trevor at all costs. Just saying. Bye, y'all. Happy Bye. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, and I refuse to wait this time. I ain't waving. You don't want them to feel the love? Okay, shower time. Bye. <laughs>